Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For some reason... The culture in the U.S. is one where we believe that touching someone outside a relationship is more dangerous than sharing our deepest secrets and feelings with someone outside of our relationship. But in an emotional affair can be even more damaging than a physical one. There's only so much emotional bandwidth each of us has every day. And if your partner is expending that precious energy outside your relationship, that's going to negatively affect what's happening inside your relationship. If you're not sure if you're having an emotional affair or if you think your partner definitely is having one, this podcast is for you. Today, I'm going to cover the difference between an emotional affair and an innocent friendship, the four things you should absolutely avoid doing if you suspect your partner is having an emotional affair, and the three things you want to focus on and practice to create the connection, trust, and closeness you want to see in your relationship. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Well, hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. Here I am, Abby Metcalf. I want to say first, thank you, thank you. I get emails from everywhere and I love them and I read them all. And a lot of times uh, you'll say, I, I don't know if you read this. Or I don't know if you even see these, but I do. And I'm so appreciative. <laughs> I love them. Uh, it's just, you know, otherwise it's me in my office 
gabbing to myself, right? Uh, and I, as you can tell, I think I put a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and wonderful, loving tears into each and every podcast because I believe that great relationship information should be accessible to everyone, regardless of ability to pay. And so I am doing my part to change the world one relationship at a time. And I hope you are too. So anytime you share my podcast or my YouTube channel or my social media or anything else, you are, you know, spreading the love. You are helping other people get what we're trying to create. To me, we're trying to create a movement, you and me, <laughs> of people really living differently, of breaking the cycles, you know, that maybe our parents started uh, or our past traumas that we're trying to heal. You know, we're really trying to be different in the world. And, you know, that's what I want to be a part of. That's why I get up every day. So, uh, you know, please share. And I also want to say today that, you know, we're going to dive deep into your relationship today. We're, we're going there, right? So, because if you think this is going on or if uh, you think you might be doing this and you're not sure, then you've got a lot at stake. And so I want to first say, I love you. Please listen with an open heart and, you know, not from fear. And no matter what else, learning to forgive your partner for whatever's happening is going to be huge. And I do want to say, so I, I have a masterclass, a forgiveness masterclass on the website, abbymedcalf.com, and it's on the shop page. And I have marked it down for a while now, actually, because, uh, and I don't know that I'm going to keep it down, but during COVID, I, I feel like this is a really big deal for us to be focusing on forgiving. And believe it or not, even if you're the one having the affair, there's something that you're resentful about with your partner. There's something you're upset about that you're going to need to learn to get through and past. So no matter which kind of end of things you're on, I can't say enough about forgiveness. And I made the masterclass so that you could get, you know, really do the work in a concentrated way. I can, you know, hold your hand through it and it's not going to take you months and months. It's, it's a, it's meant to be just a short, you know, quick kind of quick hit on this but with in my way being thorough and clear and with all the love because you know I got the love so there you go all right so thanks for hanging out with me for that and uh so let's get going so what's the difference this is what I get asked this all the time between an emotional affair and a friendship How, what what do you mean and I know that if you think your relationship is going through this, you've probably heard the same question from your partner, like, hey, we're just friends. I don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes it can be really hard to find the words to express what you're feeling when the facts are, hey, I'm not having sex with this person. Yeah, I'm home every night for dinner or whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. And yet you're feeling like you got left out. So, and again, or maybe you're the person that your partner is saying to you, you're having this emotional affair, you have to stop being friends with this person, and you're thinking, what are they talking about? So let me get clear about, you, you know, what's what. Now, and the, the majority of emotional affairs start as innocent friendships. They do. Uh, but there are three main things that move a friendship to an emotional affair. So, so here they are. First thing is that in an emotional affair, your partner is feeling, or the person having it, is feeling closer emotionally to their friend than to you. I'm going to do this from the aspect of you think your partner's having an emotional affair. Uh, they, they're sharing more of their inner life with this person than with you. This is who they start going to first when they're experiencing something upsetting, or it's the first person they want to share good news with. 
this person becomes their primary confidant and they feel that this is the only person who truly gets them. So this friendship becomes an emotional affair when the investment and intimacy shift from, you know, the partner to the friend when, when that energy shifts. The second thing that could be there, uh, and the other big difference is that much of what's said in this friendship and the amount of communication is kept secret from the partner. That happens a lot in an emotional affair. And often this starts with lies by omission, you know, not telling your partner about how often, you know, you talk, meet, or text this person. Uh, they might be deleting messages from their phone or denying that they've had communication with this person. Uh, again, you know, usually saying, well, they're just going to get upset and they're blowing it out of proportion. So, you know, they justify it. So I don't need to share this stuff because it's really innocent and they're just being ridiculous. So, but just that fact of having a secret in your relationship is driving a wedge between you and your partner. You, you can't have these kind of secrets and protecting them like that is really not, you're protecting yourself. You don't feel like hearing it, which again, really means you don't, you don't feel like you have the tools to talk to your partner about something and really uh, hash it out. And that's a problem. So, uh, you know, they're, they, so you might be deleting messages and things. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, and again, these aren't things that usually happen with friendships, I guess was my point about that. You know, they really don't. And so when I have a client who isn't sure if they're having an emotional affair, I have definitely had people in my practice who aren't sure they're thinking about this friendship. Here's what I always ask. And so here's what you can ask yourself if you if you think this is just a friendship. Would you be embarrassed or even ashamed if your partner could hear an entire conversation between the two of you, between you and this friend? Would any part of you feel embarrassed or ashamed if they could, you know, read a long email or a long text or, or a verbal conversation that you're having with this person? If it was getting taped, how would you feel about it? Uh, that is often your answer. Uh, and again, you might go, well, you know, I just don't want them to know because it's going to upset them. You know, again, any of that stuff, not good. And then, but here's the real difference. Here's number three. So you might be able to explain away the other two, but here's the real difference. There's often comparisons between the friend and your partner. If you're not sure if you're having an emotional affair, see, I'm flipping back and forth between the person having it and the person not. Um, if you're the if you're comparing this friend that you're having this talk, these talks with, these intimate talks with, and your partner in those conversations, that's a problem. So you might even find yourself getting angry that your partner isn't more like this friend. Um, you get critical of your partner and see them as bad while the friend is like good. Uh, in a regular friendship, you don't do that. You don't compare your partner to your friend because you're not expecting the same things from them. So you don't compare. All right. I have, you know, I talk about my, my one, I have a few besties, I will say, but I, I definitely have um, someone who's kind of my soulmate, my Rhonda, you know, you're out there, girl. And uh, I don't expect the same things from Gary as I do from her. I don't compare those two ever. I don't think, oh, I wish, you know, he could be more like, you know, my friendship with her. Uh, I ever, it's never even crossed my mind. So uh, that right there really lets you know, if you're, it means you're, if you're comparing, it means you're expecting the same things. That means they're in another category. And the, and it's, it's really proof of an emotional affair to me. They're, uh, and I would say that 
you're likely feeling some increasing sexual tension over time. Again, I have no sexual tension with Rhonda. I love her. She's hot. She's fabulous. But there's there's absolutely no sexual tension whatsoever. Um, and I have had male friends before. And whenever I have felt that in, uh, in you know, our connection, I have ended those friendships if I'm in a relationship. Because I, I don't, I'm not worried I'm going to go do something. But why even have a why even have it around, you know, around? Why even have that energy around? Um, and it's like, you know, maybe I'd be flirting or doing something that later I'd think, ugh, why did I do that? So I don't even want to have um, the opportunities like that so easily and accessible. And because I know, I practice what I preach and I know what I'm talking about. I've seen so many people over the years start again with very innocent friendships and then the sexual attention starts and they don't address it and they just keep going and and things get bad so so let me say next what's really going on in an emotional affair and emotional affairs are really they're fantasies at some level you know here's a person who doesn't bug me to take out the garbage or who never thanks me <laughs> here's you know it's a person who who you know doesn't ignore me when i make dinner they say thank you uh Here's a person I feel I can share my most vulnerable, intimate feelings with and not be judged. Likely, there's emotional sharing going on in the affair that's not, again, happening with the partner. So at its core, really, it's a wish to be seen and appreciated. And that's that's a lovely thing. But again, if you're in a committed relationship, that's sort of the point to me of the committed relationship is to find that. And obviously at its most superficial level, it's having something new. You know, the brain loves novelty and it's exciting and something to look forward to. Uh, there's this feeling that you finally found someone who really gets you and that they understand you better than anyone else, including your partner, you know, all right, all goes on. And that's what's inside of that. It's this uh, really wanting something else and not working where you are to have that thing or to work through whatever this issue is. And so let's talk about what constitutes cheating. So what's cheating? And there's, to me, there's no one action that defines cheating at all. So, uh, you know, for example, so I'll get, I'll self-disclose. So I'm fine with porn in my own relationship. I can watch it. He can watch it. We can watch it together. I'm totally fine with porn. Uh, however, for some of you listening right now, you're thinking, I would not be okay with that. I've had many a person in my practice, they see that as cheating. I've, you know, I've had clients that weren't okay with their partner even fantasizing about or thinking sexually about other people. Um, it creates all kinds of yuckiness. So they consider it cheating. So, you know, what's correct? Where do you draw the line? The answer is that you draw the line wherever you both agree to draw the line. Both agree to draw the line. Cheating can only be defined in your individual relationship. And the problem is that I would bet anything uh, that a lot of people listening have never laid out the groundwork with your partner about what constitutes cheating. What, you know, things come up and you say something, but you, you haven't really had that first conversation. You've never explicitly said what it is and what it's not. And there's a big part of the problem. You also might've been okay with something in the beginning of the relationship that you're not okay with as the relationship goes on. 
And that needs to be talked about. Usually that's because insecurities have popped up, some separation, you know, some vulnerable times that, and really you should be talking about that, not about the fact that the person is doing whatever, looking at Instagram photos they shouldn't or whatever. So, and again, you know, most people assume that having sex with another person is a no-no, but they never define what else is a yes or no. It's these things that often lead to to cheating though. It's this, you know, that's the slippery slope of things not said, behaviors not identified that lead people down a path where eventually sex can happen, you know, this thing. And as I said in the very beginning, it's amazing to me uh, how much people, and I, and I have podcasts on cheating and what to do if your partner is physically cheated and all that good stuff. And you can check those out separately. I'll link to them in the show notes. Um, and by the way, someone asked me recently where to get the show notes. They're always on my on my website. So you might be listening to this on Spotify or uh, Pandora. We're everywhere. <laughs> um, but you just go over to, you know, leave that platform, go to my website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. You'll get to the podcast page um, or just go to the abbymedcalf.com and you'll click on the podcast page. And there are, you know, you'll see the this episode and you'll click on it and boom, you'll be um, right there. This is episode, I think we're doing 132 today. And uh, you'll see all the links and all the ways to get to other things so you don't have to just go crazy on my website. Also though, you can go to the podcast page or the blog post page and you can, there's a search option and you can search for like cheating or trust or you know something you want and it'll just pop up with all the things that have to do with that. So I do want to say that all those things are available to you. And now back to my podcast. Uh, so so when sex so sex can happen and again that's a separate and go listen to those podcasts about that. But really to me these emotional affairs are just as damaging, if not more, than a physical one. Uh, and so I'm not, again, not gonna spend a lot of time on that here because I spend time on it elsewhere, but boy. So, and I'll, in the end to me, infidelity comes down to secrets and omissions that turn into events that break trust. That's what that is. That's it. Secrets are obvious, you know, of course, but it's often these omissions that are the real poison. It's the things you just don't ask or say. So they're not secrets per se, but you aren't saying them because you don't want to hear the answer. So you don't want to ask because you don't want to know. And right there is is a problem. And it breaks down trust because your partner's going to pick up on the fact that something is weird, something's off, something's hidden. Uh, and I think that's what happens a lot with emotional affairs. The partner is picking up on this energy shift. And so they're assuming sex. And then you go, well, no, we're not having sex. And it's like, yeah, but there's an energy shift. And that's what they're picking up on. And that's what needs to be addressed. You know, your energy is leaving, going somewhere else uh, outside the relationship. But all right. So one of the thing that, things that needs to happen, you know, whether there's been cheating or not, is a, a very specific and frank discussion about what constitutes cheating to you. And again, like I mentioned the porn earlier, um, but I will say this, my partner, you know, Gary and I had another thing come up early in our relationship. It was a while ago now, um, which is really interesting. I'd gone to lunch with a male colleague, a uh, I do a lot of networking and stuff and meet with other therapists and things. And it was a guy I've known for quite a few years. And, you know, we discussed business. We caught up. I, you know, met him out for lunch and it was very nice. 
so to me, that was so not a big deal. Um, and well, so when Gary asked me that, you know, you know, how's your day? What'd you do? How's it going? And I did mention the lunch. I was like, oh, I did this, this. Oh yeah. And I had lunch with this guy, ba ba ba. And he didn't like it. He, 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 you know, he wasn't like furious or anything, but he just didn't like it. And he, he made a request. He asked me that moving forward, I let him know anytime I was having lunch alone with a man or anything like that. Obviously not a session, you know, but, um, anything where it was just me and another guy having any kind of, you know, meeting or lunch or going for a walk, whatever. And, and it's not something I ever would have thought about for some reason. But when I really thought about for me, cause I'm really not a jealous person at all. That's just one of the things I don't do. But, but I thought, how would I feel if he mentioned later, oh yeah, I had dinner with so-and-so, you know, um, you know, Gloria two weeks ago, and maybe he mentioned her again in another thing. And I, I, I can imagine that I would have been like, wait, who's this girl? You know, um, <laughs> so who's this woman? Uh, so yeah, it, it's really important that you listen to your partner. So I didn't say to him, oh, there was nothing going on. I don't know why you're getting upset. I didn't say, um, you know, well, that's ridiculous. Cause blah, blah, blah. I just, I heard him. I said, okay, I, I won't do that again. I, that's what I said. I did not rebut. I did not say my side. I did not, I really didn't feel a need to defend myself because I'll also say he was wonderful in how he asked and how he talked to me about it, um, which helps. But I'm just, I really just want to put out there, uh, you need to discuss every area. What about, you know, following people on Instagram with sexy photos? What about flirting as part of, part of a job in sales? What about sharing troubles in your relationship with a trusted friend of the opposite sex? You know, speaking about these things with your partner is an awesome way to build connection and understanding and trust and all the good things. So, so let's get to it. What not to do if your partner is having an emotional affair? Here's the things I don't want you to do. There's four of them. One is avoid, so you don't threaten, complain, yell, or lose your shit. That, that's number one. Threatening will make this relationship go underground, which is the last thing you want for, you know. So let's say you say, you threaten and go, you know, if you don't stop texting him, I'm going to leave. But. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Your partner thinks this is all innocent and they're enjoying this relationship with their friend, 
uh, obviously, or they wouldn't be doing it. So they justify to themselves that you're being overly dramatic, you know, controlling, you know, he's always jealous. So they decide not to stop and to just get more secretive. So th this emotional affair goes underground and becomes what you've done is set up this other person and your partner against you. Like they're now in the little club together and you're outside. You've literally put yourself outside. And it puts your... It, it really create you know, if this emotional affair is going on, they're not just going to lay it aside so immediately, or they might stop that day if they're sufficiently scared, but they'll likely pick it up again after things cool down with you. And then let's say you find out about it again, you know, let's say they really do stop, but then, you know, a couple months later they see them again and they're like, oh yeah. And you find out about it again. Are you going to leave? Are you really going to go? Are you going to just trash the whole relationship because this these two were talking? Uh, can you see the problem? And it really becomes a problem. And again, if you're yelling, losing your shit or whatever, they're going to avoid talking to you about it. So when they do talk to them, they're not going to tell you. It's just all going to go underground. So you can't do that. Number two is don't speak to 20 different people about this. And this is true if it's a physical affair, an emotional affair. <sighs> Pick one or two trusted friends. Hopefully one's a therapist. Otherwise, there's two things that happen. One is you'll get 20 different responses. It's very confusing to know what to do. You know, 10 people tell you it is an affair. 10 people tell you not to worry about it. If I, you know, it's crazy. The other problem is that if you have these people who say, oh, you should leave that person, you know, you have to stop it and blah, 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 and they tell you all these things to do and you don't do them, it drives a wedge between in your friendship and if that friend is now part of your inner circle, they're going to be weird to your partner. Of course they are. They're just because you didn't change what you did. I see this a lot. Um, I can think of multiple couples who've had, let's say, physical infidelity in the relationship. And, you know, the person who was cheated on goes and tells their parents and their siblings and their friends, you know, because they're so angry. But what's happening is then they stay with the person, they work it out, and everyone else thinks weird thoughts about them. And then sometimes I've had people actually leave the relationship just because there was so much pressure from the friends because they felt like they were being weak if they didn't. I, I mean, it's just, it creates a mess. Please don't. I'm just begging you. Please don't. And, and this really leads into number three of what not to do. Don't cause more damage. I just want to make her hurt as much as she hurt me, you know? Uh, well, he just gave me a free pass to have a special friend myself. You know, all that, your relationship is already hurting. If this is going on, creating more hurt is not going to help you move forward. What do I say all the time? Fear never helps a relationship. Getting revenge or any of that, if that's what you're doing in a relationship, I, I'm so, no, come, go back and listen to podcast number one. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? If, if that's where you are, say goodbye. Just go. I, I don't, this is not, that's not a love relationship. We don't want revenge on the people that we were counting on to have our back. It doesn't make sense. So don't do that. Don't, don't cause more damage. And then number four is, you're going to fight me on this, a lot of people do, is stay out of the nitty gritty. It's, you know, focusing on the details, it really causes you to put your energy into the wrong things. And also, I will tell you this, the more you know, the more you can create, you can picture it and create create a picture in your mind and a movie in your mind, and those never go away and they get harder to move past. So, you know, well, what time did you call? What time? And what was that? What were we doing? Weren't we at the dinner table? What were we do? Don't do it. 
stop, stop yourself. All that energy, I'm going to tell you what you should be doing in a minute. So, so put your energy there instead of there. Uh, so yes, you can find out, you know, the bigger pieces, but don't get into every single little detail. Just don't go there. Um, and so related to that really is don't start, you know, all the sleuthing into, you know, checking all their emails and I want all your passwords now and I want this and I want that. I just stop it. Just really stop. This is not going to help anything. Cause remember your brain will fill in the blanks for what isn't there. It, it'll fill in the blanks. And so if there really is nothing there, it'll fill it in with this, you know, it's called the confirmation bias. I've talked about it a million times. I've talked about how your brain fills in the blanks. That's its job. And so you'll end up seeing this horrible affair in your own mind that really might not be there at all. Um, and I had a client a few years ago, I'll tell you who's, um, he had a flirtation with a woman, like uh, like a saleswoman, I think. You know, he he was whatever, and he had salespeople coming to his business, but never had, like really actually avoided any kind of lunches alone with her, was very careful um, with that kind of stuff, and actually really did a good job about it. But the wife found these emails from this woman, which were a little flirtatious, and uh, nothing, I I saw the emails. I didn't think they were that out there, but I got, you know, I get it. You see them and you get, anyway, long story short, she ended up divorcing him about it, you know, and told the children he cheated and all this other stuff. And, and it, it was really a mess. And fast forward a year later and he, he's in a new, very happy relationship. And she's saying that she made a mistake. You know, she realized how much she overreacted and she felt her family broke up and, you know, she had to change her how she lived. I mean, everything. And, you know, he was in therapy. He, he did a great job with it. And, you know, he saw it for what it was. He wasn't denying it. He just um, didn't feel like it was something that had to end the relationship. And instead, you know, why don't we talk about this and figure out the next steps? And she refused in the beginning. And, you know, again, you, you can regret that. Now, I'm not I'm not saying if something's not a pattern of something larger, but again, at least go to a therapist about it. At least, you know, really, really think it through before you do anything crazy, I guess is what I'm saying, before you make any huge changes. All right. So let's get to what you do. Number one is if your partner's having an emotional affair is take responsibility for your side of the street. You co-created this relationship. Where's your part in what's happening? And don't even try it. Don't send me hate mail. I am not blaming the victim here. I'm not saying this is your fault at literally at all. I'm really not. No part of me is saying this. What I'm saying is that you and your partner each have a role in how your relationship functions. Actually, the man I just talked about when we talked about that, you know, they had been miserable in this marriage, miserable for quite a while and hadn't been addressing it. And, you know, that's really what it was about, you know, this other stuff. And he would sit at home all night on his, you know, iPad, not talk to anybody. And he was depressed and there was all kinds of stuff going on. So I'm not saying that like she was a monster and he was fabulous. I'm I'm just saying there was a lot of other things on, on the table, but she was refusing to take any responsibility and just saying, well, you cheated, so you have to fix things. And that's the only way we'll get better. And that was a problem. And so, and he did come try to fix things, but she still, even after that, and he was really begging for her back in the beginning, um, she just kept, she was so into how right she was and how wrong he was and took, when I say no responsibility, I mean none, zero, zots. 
And uh, and I spoke to her, so I know it was crazy because I was really trying to get her to come in for some couples. And you know that that's the problem. So it's not again about blaming yourself. You know that you caused somehow this to happen, but you do have to get real. Um, this emotional affair had a space to enter your relationship. You got to ask yourself, what's going on in our relationship that this is happening? How have you been feeling in the relationship? Is this a complete shock to you? And if it is, ask yourself why. You know, your partner isn't getting their needs met. Are you truly getting yours met? I find it hard to believe. I really do. You know, has your partner been asking for something and you've been ignoring it? Have you been asking your partner for something and they've been ignoring it? You know, really look, this sucks. It's not always about it. This sucks. It doesn't feel good. But it's also an opportunity to work on yourself, to work on your relationship and, and create something you're both excited about. I have had so many clients over the years come to me with this as the uh, catalyst and they've done amazing work together. It's incredible. Of course you can trust your partner again, but you both have to be in it. You both have to be doing the work. Okay. So number two, I, what do I say all the time? You got to connect to correct, right? You just, <laughs> I was talking to some clients the other day and they were, they were parroting this back to me. I loved it. Um, so I want you to be less curious about checking their email and more curious about how you're connecting with your partner. If your partner is having an emotional affair, then the connection between the two of you has deteriorated, right? We know that. So work on that connection first and foremost. All the time and energy you spend stalking them on Instagram, going through their phone, or doing a drive-by at the office is much, much better spent working on the relationship itself. All that focuses on the, you know, it's all that focus on the negative. It'll just bring more negative, I promise you, because again, you're going to fill in the blanks. So you're going to have a confirmation bias that way. All that focus on you distrusting them creates more distrust in the relationship. And you can't build a loving, intimate relationship from all that distrust and all that disconnection. So again, get curious, get in the relationship. Don't get after them. Number three, I've also said a few times, but here's another take on it. Do you want to be correct or effective? Do you want to be correct or effective? You're right. You're right. They should not be doing this thing. I got it. I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I'm not arguing. So, but you want to be effective in your communication and your conversations around this affair. You're absolutely right. Your partner's actions are not okay. But remember, your real goal is to create, right? To be effective, you have a loving, close, connected relationship. So that's what effective is. And yelling at them, threatening, stomping around, trying to get revenge, telling all your friends how horrible they are, is that bringing you, is that effective? Is that bringing you a close, loving relationship? I don't think so. So first and foremost, you know, be curious. I talk about curiosity a lot. What are they getting from this friendship that they're not getting from you. Um, and I did a podcast on how to listen without getting hurt, um, you know, without getting butt hurt. <laughs> and you might want to listen to that before you get curious with this, with your partner. Um, you know, when did they stop confiding in you? Did they ever really confide in you? It's, it's really time to ask some tough questions. Uh, well, they're easy questions. It can be tough to listen to the answer, but I really want you to listen to your partner's feedback don't rebut it. Don't defend. 
again, be curious. Again, listen maybe to the how to listen without getting hurt <laughs> podcast before you try to speak to them. You know, it, it, it it's, is, see, I get all upset. <laughs> Are you really entering with questions that you want to know the answer to? And you, you know, it, it's important that you do give yourself a little break, a little room. Is your partner desiring a world where they don't have to change light bulbs, make dinners, worry about the mortgage, or be a parent? You know, your partner might want to feel like they did when they were single, or at least the best parts of being single, right? Feeling carefree, appreciated, feeling special, desired. Come on, good stuff. They might be in an, you know, it's kind of like an, an is, is this all there is sort of point in their life and the newness of this emotional affair holds excitement, you know, they haven't felt in a while. So again, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying you've got to have a non-judgmental place for your partner to really speak about these things. Set aside your own feelings, you know, the rejection, feeling abandoned. And believe it or here's the crazy part. And I'll tell you from, again, thousands of couples I've met with, your partner has those same feelings about you. I know it seems unfair, but they feel rejected and abandoned by you. They feel like they've already tried to talk to you. They feel like they've already tried to say these things to you and you didn't listen or you dismissed them or you rebutted them or you told them they were wrong or whatever. So they start talking to somebody else. They feel it too. And again, I'm not saying that it was okay that they went to talk to someone else when they weren't getting their needs met with you. I'm just saying that it really does, trust me, they're feeling what you're feeling. I get it all the time. So initial, okay. So those initial conversations, well, let me back up. Okay. So <laughs> um, think about, you want an open, so if it's a true dialogue between the two of you, I should have taken more notes that I was going to read from today. Anyway, so if it's, <laughs> if it's a true dialogue between the two of you, you want to ask questions and be curious, right? How are the two of you here? What were the factors? If you're going to move the relationship forward, you know, what would you need to do? It's not just about them not doing the relationship with this person. It's not just about them not talking to them anymore. It's about the two of you building something together that you both want to be in. So that's what, you know, what do I say all the time? When you know what you don't want, the good news is you know what you do want. So what this affair, this emotional affair can do is help you see what you do want. What, what do I want to have with my partner? And that's where you want to spend your energy on where you're going, not trying to heal the past of where you've been. Once you, remember you have to connect to correct. Once you're closer, once you're really feeling, you know, each other in a new way, you can really talk about these past events without all the anger, mistrust, betrayal, that takes another seat because you're getting what you need now. So you're able to forgive in a whole different way. But if you can't get what you need, it's very hard to forgive. It is. And again, take my forgiveness masterclass to help you through that. But this, so those initial conversations have to be more focused maybe on your partner's needs, but know that as your connection and trust deepens, there's plenty of room for you to share your thoughts and needs too. I mean, it's going to go both ways. Remember what I always say, the one of the most pain needs to change first. And if your partner is having an affair, you're in the most pain. You're the one who really wants this thing to stop. They're getting a lot of their other needs met, frankly. So they're not in as much pain as you are. At least they don't know it. They are in pain, but they, they're not as, it's not as apparent. 
Um, so really think that through and asking thoughtful questions is your way to find out what's really going on for your partner. Uh, you know, really, and I actually, I've given them before. I'll do it again. I'll tell you what, I'll do this again. I have a list of collaborative questions you can download that'll help you if you're feeling stuck on what questions to ask. And I will link to that in the show notes. Again, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast and come on over. Uh, I think this is episode again, 132. And, uh, but you'll see the title and emotional affairs. So, and you can, uh, on the show notes page there on the, on the podcast page, you can download uh, the collaborative questions because those will probably be really helpful just to help you. Because um, one of the things you don't want to ask your partner why questions, you know, why did you do it? What, you know, why, why him, not me? Why, you know, not those. Those are interrogation questions, not going to help you. Um, but asking what questions, those kinds of questions, uh, really helpful. You know, um, what, what would it take, you know, or what, what could I do that could really help move the relationship forward? What's one thing I could say right now that would let you really let you know what's, uh, how I'm feeling or really help move the needle for the two of us or whatever. Um, if you do want more information, you could say, you know, could you tell me more about what you were feeling in our relationship before you, you know, start talking to this other person? Um, can you tell me more about how you've been feeling lately? With the, between the two of us, you know, that those are the, there, and there's tons of those little collaborative questions on the handout, so you can come over and get it. But, um, and I want to say that asking, uh, setting an intention before any of the conversations and getting into the right energetic place is key for that successful dialogue. You know, don't go in with all the hurt and anger, you know, really set intention first, again, to connect, not to yell, not to scream, not to be mad, not to get revenge, not to make them hurt, but to connect with them and to really understand better where the two of you are at. Um, and I, you know, have a, you know, I do a lot in setting intention and I have a great video, uh, I, cause I call it the 18 second shift cause it only takes 18 seconds and, uh, you can, I'll link to that in the show notes, but you could also go to my YouTube channel, um, or go to YouTube and just type in Abby Medcalf and type in 18 second shift and it'll come right up. But uh, you can, we'll, we'll link to it and we'll link to it through the blog. There's plenty of places you can find it. So, because I want you to have an intention to get past your anger and hurt and to speak to your partner from a desire to be more connected. Speak to them from a place of love and openness. Set an intention to truly connect and feel close again. And you know, in the end, I just, I want you to think about what you want in the relationship and set your intention from there. And what you want is not for them to not blah, 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 or for them to da, da, da. Just, it's about you. What do you want? I want more appreciation. I want to see more love. I want to see, you know, feel at ease. I want us laughing more. Uh, you know, that, that's what I'm talking about. And really get into that space before you have these conversations. Woo! That's it. Oh, I yelled. It was probably very loud just now uh, in your in your car, wherever you're listening to me. That's it. I know it was a lot today, but I I this is so such a huge topic. I get asked so many questions about it. I really want to make sure I gave you all the skinny, all the resources, all the love to help you get through it. That's it. Remember that there is really great love here for you. I love you. I'm so glad we spent time together today and I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.